five, four, three, two. This is the Come On Network podcast. Come On Network, it's on the come up for sure. The best Pittsburgh-based podcast available. Is that so? If you're committed enough, you can make any story work. I, I once convinced a woman that I was Kevin Costner, and it worked because I believed it. Bringing you the latest in Pittsburgh and national sports and entertainment with guests and a plethora of co-hosts. Can we get a come on? Come on. 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 This is where the fun begins. FNA Cotton FNA. After a couple of weeks off following a two-episode week, the Come On Network podcast is back. Today we bring you episode 63, and it's presented by the United States Air Force Reserve. Part-time jobs with full-time benefits are available at the Pittsburgh IAP Air Reserve Station. Go to afreserve.com backslash Podcast to find out more. That's afreserve.com backslash P-I-T-T-S podcast for more. Be sure to hit the subscribe button and to rate our podcast or leave a review. We are on various podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Anchor, and more. You can follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Come On Network. That's C-O-M-O-N-N-E-T-W-O-R-K. And we're on the web at comeon.network with our blog, hot takes, the podcast episodes, and our merch store, which is at comeon.network backslash store. Kyle Dawson with you for the moment. This past Wednesday, news broke from the Pine Richland School District that shocked not only the high school football crowd in western Pennsylvania, but likely the high school football crowd or the high school sports crowd in the entire state of Pennsylvania, and if not farther than that. The news, the contract of highly successful football head coach Eric Kasparovich was not renewed just hours prior to a scheduled meeting between Kasparovich and the board at Pine Richland. Kasparovich was informed via email of the news, as were his assistant coaches, that were also not renewed. The news came just five months after the school's latest state football championship and an 85-18 record in eight seasons for Kasparovich. The Rams have won four WPIAL district titles under him. The news has caused an uproar over the last several days in these parts. It's alleged that Kasparovich fostered a culture of bullying and hazing by administrators who have declined comment, opting to not publicly discuss personnel matters. The administration interviewed current and former players about these allegations. The same administration, mainly Superintendent Brian Miller and Assistant Superintendent of Secondary Education Michael Pasconelli, is being accused of ousting Kasparovich over personal matters and a jealousy of the success of the football program at Pine Richland that perhaps they feel is overshadowing the academics at Pine Richland. Social media has been buzzing. Students and players staged a walkout at the high school and protested the decision. Teams at the school, other Pine Richland coaches and teams, coaches and players in other district and state schools have stood with the Rams' successful head man. So now we dive in. We'll be joined today by former Rams championship-winning quarterback Ben DiNucci, who is one of the most successful quarterbacks in WPIAL history and is now playing for the Dallas Cowboys 
after a college career spent between Pitt and James Madison, as well as Kasparovich's quarterbacks coach, Todd Yoakum, who has had two sons go through the Pine football program and a daughter graduate in Danucci's class at Pine Richland. Lock in, and we'll discuss this whole mess right now on episode 63 of the Come On Network podcast presented by the United States Air Force Reserve. Joined on episode 63 of the Come On Network podcast by former Pine Richland Rams quarterback Ben DiNucci, championship winning quarterback, one of the best statistically in WPIL history, as well as current Dallas Cowboys quarterback Ben DiNucci. Uh, ben, thanks for taking a couple minutes today with us. Uh, obviously, this is not the greatest situation to uh, be brought on the podcast to talk about with the not non-renewal, I guess, if, if you will, of, of Eric Kasparovich at Pine Richland. Uh, first things first, uh, what was your reaction to the news on, on Wednesday and, and how'd you find out? Yes, yeah, so I think my initial, you know, I think I found out just like everybody else did, um, you know, social media. I had a few people text me, I think. Um, some, some, some players were texting, parents were texting, everyone was kind of like, are you seeing what's happening right now? Um, then I go on Twitter and it's all over the place. So, uh, I was shocked. I think at first everyone was trying to, you know, kind of figure out what was what was going on and what had happened. And, um, you know, when it had come out that it was, you know, hazing, I, th- I think a lot of people were were shocked and started, you know, to question some things. Ben, from your early high school days through your final season at Pine Richland, paint a little picture on how your relationship with Coach Kasparovich and the rest of the staff uh, developed. Yeah, so – uh, when I was a sophomore in high school, I was the first year I started uh, his varsity, and he was uh, he was the offensive coordinator. Uh, my sophomore year, junior year, and senior year, he was then uh, you know head coach. So um, you know when I when I first got into the program, he was the, one of the first people who um, you know I was in contact with, being that you know he was the one that was going to call plays, um, you know be one of my coaches. So um, and you know from, from from that day, he's he's been the same he's, as he is today. Um, you know he cares more about you as a person than he does a football player, and um, you know, as long as you leave the program a better person than you were the, the day you got there, then, um, you know, you were a successful player in his mind. So, Ben, when they throw around these hazing accusations, usually when stuff like that happens, it, it comes from, you know, bad culture around programs. And obviously, uh, a lot of people have come to bat, yourself included, saying that that's not the case at, at Pine Richland. So if you could a little bit just speak to uh, your overall perception of the culture of the Pine Richland football program and, and how it was uh, when you were a player. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, I think first things first, if you just go over the last five or six years and look at, um, you know, Coach K's track record since he, uh, you know, took the head coach job, I think you know, his second year was my, my senior year. We went, we won the Whippy and went to the state championship. And that was the first time that, you know, PR had done that since I think 2004 when, uh, when Neil Walker was there. So um, I was telling somebody this the other, the other day um, when they were asking about it, um, you know, as, as seniors, um, who had a lot of underclassmen, sophomores and juniors who were contributing to the team. The last thing that, um, you know, we wanted to do uh, was, was bring those guys in and haze them. I think that would have been the wrong way to go about doing things. I think that, um, you know, when you're trying to build something, you're trying to build a tradition, trying to build a culture. I think it starts with, um, you know, the seniors and we wanted to be, you know, as inclusive as possible. And you know, we had a lot of those guys play. And so we felt the right way to do it was, um, you know, just be like big brothers to them. Um, and you know, that's, that's kind of how we, we did it for a few years. 
from that end, Ben, I know that uh, when at, when Eric Kasparovich put out his statement the other day, he said you know, unequivocally, this didn't happen, to paraphrase a little bit. Uh, if it would have happened, if it was serious enough, you know, I would have nipped it in the butt before it started or c- prevented it from getting any further. Was that your perception of, of Coach Kasparovich? And, and maybe those things, kind of things, little things did happen when you were there. 100%. I was... Uh, I was reading the article that, you know, had first broken. It said, you know, someone was getting, you know, whipped with a towel or something else. If that's what they're going to fire him over, then, you know, every high school coach in the country should be fired for hazing because that stuff happens everywhere. It's, um, you know, that, that stuff's inevitable. That's, that's not hazing. That's just, you know, locker room play with guys. But, um, you know, no, Co- Coach K would have never let that happen. Um, you know, the players wouldn't have let that happen. That's just something that, um, you know, we – we, we, we didn't have going on and um, you know, the coaches, the coaches room was actually, you know, looked right into our locker room. So if anything was happening, they would, they would be the first ones to see. So um, that, that's kind of it on that. Ben on your big football milestones or the big moments in your football career, your, your transfer from Pitt to James Madison, uh, when you got the call from the Dallas Cowboys last spring was coach Kasparovich, one of the first people you talked to, uh, about those situations for advice or anything like that? 100%. Yeah, he was uh, – I think he was probably the second or third person I heard from after the draft. Um, and, you know, the first person being, you know, Coach Yoakum, who was my quarterback coach under, you know, Coach Coach K. So, um, I, I have nothing but good things to say about those guys. You know, they've they've been with me. They've been with the rest of my guys since, since day one. And, um, you know, I, I know for a fact that I wouldn't be in the position that I am right now if it, if it wasn't for those guys and, and those coaches. So, um, you know, I owe them everything. But, um, you know, yeah, I was actually with Coach K yesterday. He was down here. His son was, you know, playing a, a seven-on-seven tournament in Dallas. So we, uh, we went out and got some food. Um, d- d- honestly, didn't talk about it much. He'd been hearing enough about it the last few days. So we, we just kind of caught up. Um, it's been a little since I've seen him. But uh, he's, he's in good spirits. He believes everything's going to work out the way it should. And, uh you know, good things happen to good people. You know, Ben, unfortunately, this stuff happens not just to Pine Richland and to football programs, but to, to sports programs in high school across uh, the WPIL and even the country and the athletics versus academics argument comes to mind. And, and that's what a lot of people are talking about in this situation. But you obviously and a lot of other players that have played under Coach Kasparovich have gotten full scholarships and played in, in Division One and Division Two schools uh, and was a, were able to get educations along with that. So talk about like your overall perception on that argument when it comes to if that might have been the underlying reason and why Coach Kasparovich was let go and what you think on that situation, given the fact that players like you and a lot of other ones that have walked through Pine Richland football have gotten athletic scholarships to play in college. Yeah, if that's the case, um, if, if, if that's the reason why he was let go, that you know makes makes completely zero sense. You know, for one, Pine Richland is, is a great academic school. It always has been. Um, and, and two, I think if you look at, you know, the, the number of players from, from Pine Richland who have gone on to play college before Coach K got there and after Coach K, I think um, the numbers are probably, you know, astonishing and in, in the favor of, you know, when Coach K has been there. And so, um, you know, I, I know for a fact he's put a lot of guys in, in programs. He has a lot of relationships. He played at Pitt, um, you know, knows a lot of people, is, is from North Hills, has a lot of connections. And so, um, I, th- I think that would also be a big impact on on him not being there is I think that, you know, some of these college coaches are not going to have a, a connect to come to a PR now. And some of these kids um, might not get an opportunity that, that they would have had had you know, Coach K been there. 
Ben, I want to ask about from you being an alum standpoint, uh, and I think even and if this happens anywhere, I think as an alum, you can be pretty proud of, of what the current football players, the current students, coaches in the district right now, teams in the district and, and even outside the district, the, the outpouring of support. Uh, I know Don Hall at Gateway ended up putting out an email to every single coach in the state of Pennsylvania saying, don't apply for this job. Let's kind of make sure that Eric Kasparovich is the only guy who's available for them to choose from. Does that make you a proud Pine Richland alum to kind of see the overwhelming support that, that Coach K has received? No doubt. Um yeah, I think it just speaks for, you know, PR as a community as a whole. Um, and then, you know, secondly, I think, you know, it just speaks to, to Coach K on kind of, um, you know, the person he is, how he's done things the last five or six years. You know, you treat people well, you do things the right way. Um, then, you know, good things will happen to you. And I think that, um, you know, he, he's a guy who's done everything the right way, treated people with respect along the way. And now, you know, when something doesn't go in his favor, I think you see, um, you know, the outpouring of support, um, you know, not only from the community, but from, you know, the WIPIO and, and the state of PA as a whole. Ben, if you were a current player at Pine Richland, what would your thoughts be about playing football at the school if the decision stays the same? Um, you know, I'm, I'm not sure how much of a decision those kids have if they're in the district. I'm, you know, I, I'm not sure how all that works, but I know that um, I would be upset as anybody else if, you know, I was a player there right now. And, um, you know, when I was, you know, ninth, 10th grade growing up thinking that, you know, hey, in a year or two, I get to, I get to play for Coach K and be in this offense and, um, you know, all that came with that. Well, Ben, thanks for coming on and given the circumstances, obviously, this is what we wanted to talk to you about. But, you know, you being from Pittsburgh in the area, we wanted to catch up with you a little bit. So talk about um, getting drafted by the Dallas Cowboys, one of the more storied franchises in the NFL. And, and how did year number one uh, as a professional go for you? Yeah, that day was crazy. That was probably the best day of my life. It uh, was probably the longest day of my life as well. Um, you know, that, that day I didn't get the call until probably 5 or 6 p.m., um, so there was a lot of waiting around and, you know, trying to figure out, you know, what I, what I was going to do with the day. But, um, you know, I think looking back, you know, year one, I couldn't have asked for anything else. Um, you know, I didn't have a preseason, didn't have much of a camp and, um, you know, to be able to be on the active roster the whole year, uh, playing three games and start one, I think, um, you know, is any kid's dream. And, you know, to say that, you know, I, I played and started in a, in a game as a Dallas Cowboy, I think, you know, that's something that I'll uh, always be able to hold on to. All right, well, that was Ben DiNucci from Pine Richland High School and, of course, the Dallas Cowboys. Ben, we'd like to thank you so much for coming on when we come back on the Come On Network podcast. We're going to be joined by uh, now former assistant and somebody, Ben, that you talked about earlier, Todd Yoakum. So stay tuned for that on the Come On Network podcast. It's a calling that's kept us free. It's a place to belong. What's the calling? It's doing a job that makes a difference. Serving your community and your country. It's part-time service where the impact is full-time. What's your calling? Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com. Back from break, and another thanks to Ben DiNucci, former Pine Richland Rams quarterback, now with the Dallas Cowboys, for joining us on episode 63 of the Come On Network podcast. Now we bring on his quarterback's coach from Pine Richland, and under the umbrella of Eric Kasparovich at Pine, it is Todd Yoakum. Uh, coach Yoakum, thanks for joining us. Uh, first and foremost, I want to get uh, the story here. So on Wednesday, this news comes out. Uh, you guys... Uh, 
uh, we're told in, in reports, we're told by email that, that Coach K was not coming back, and then obviously you guys were not being retained either. Uh, what was your reaction to that initially? And uh, it's probably not great to, to be told that news uh, via email. Yeah, correct. Um, we had sort of gotten a heads up uh, when we reported a text message the night before from a school board member to um, one of his friends basically saying they were going to open up the head coaching position. So, you know, we, I guess, unfortunately expected that to happen on Wednesday, and it did. Um, you're correct. The assistant coaches all got a BCC'd email uh, basically saying that Coach Casper's position was going to be open, uh, that our positions would not be renewed when they ended, and we were welcome to apply again with the new coach. Coach, I, I know there are reports out that a, a lot of the other coaches around the WPIAL have sort of backed all of you guys, uh, you know, Coach Kasparovich and the whole staff. Uh, have you talked to any other coaches at other schools and what have those conversations been like? So kind of coincidentally today, um, talked to the head coach at Elizabeth Forward at the Big 33 event um, that my son's playing in. And, you know, in just the very brief discussion, uh, it's sort of like, guys, you know, we got your back. Uh, if you need anything, let us know. Uh, you know, this is horrible. It's happening. And, and, you know, we'll be behind you until you guys get your job back. Uh, I think same, similar situation, same place. I think it was the new Wilmington coach came up to me and said exactly the same thing. So, you know, those have been in person. I know the other guys are getting text messages and, you know, I think there are literally hundreds of um, tweets by different football teams and teams around the state uh, that are retweeting a little graphic our touchdown club put together that they're supporting us. So it's been, you know, that's been fantastic. And then I think even on top of that, more meaningful close to home is that there have been uh, three Pine Richland coaches that have come out supporting us uh coach pat cash the basketball coach coach de gregorio the uh girls basketball coach uh, and then coach stevenson the field hockey coach have all come out supporting us and and you know that that means a tremendous amount that they're willing to to do that coach so obviously we know that uh coach kasparovich has reapplied for um his old position at pine richland and we have heard that there might be kind of uh unwritten agreement among other coaches in Pennsylvania not to apply for the open position. Have you given any thought as to what you might do and as to what the rest of the coaching staff might do if somehow um, Eric ends up back in his old position at Pine Richland? Yeah, we're going back. Um, I mean, that's, that's the bottom line. And, and, you know, I, I don't know if you guys are aware, but the uh, board member of the Pennsylvania football coaches association sent an email to every coach in the state encouraging them not to apply to our job and asking them to tell their assistant coaches not to apply either. So, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know if people will follow those instructions or not, but I do know coach K has reapplied. And um, if, when, when he is reinstated, we will all be back. 
So, Coach, I asked Ben earlier on his perception of the culture of the program uh, when he was a player. If you could speak to what you guys as a staff have preached for so long under Coach Kasparovich, what has been the uh, the number one goal for you guys? And, you know, if there's a motto of sorts uh, to keep the, you know, a, a, a sound culture for Pine Richland football that seems to, for whatever reason, been in question these last couple of days. Yeah, so um, on the wall of our team room, and I'm going to get the exact words wrong, but on the wall of our team room, there's a graphic. In the middle of the graphic, it says, today, I did everything possible to make you successful, not me, you. And I think that kind of sums everything up about our program where, you know, our players know we are all in. And, you know, all in doesn't always mean patting them on the back and saying how great they are. All in means driving them to excellence in every aspect of their life. Um, you know, Ben's group, with Ben's group, we kind of figured out what that meant. And, uh, you know, we've kind of continued that now. Uh, and I think what we're seeing now, you know, this is, this is hard for me to even talk about, but what we're seeing now is, you know, that's been reversed. You know, all of our players – you know, they're doing everything they can for, for us. So that's, you know, that's pretty special. Coach, I, wa- I want to ask you about Eric Kasparovich in, in that regard. It seems to me every report that we've read, and I'm sure the other people have read as well, says that there's no way. I mean, listen, there could be things that happen that are basic types of quote unquote hazing, if you will, that probably happen in every football locker room in the country. It seems to me though, that the reports that we've read say that if stuff that was happening, that was serious enough for there to be a problem, coach K and and your staff and you and and, and everyone involved in the program would have nipped it in the butt immediately. Is is that an accurate statement? Yeah. You know, that's a hundred percent accurate. Yeah. The, I think the reason a lot of this got blown up, particularly by the players, is there was a, you know, an, an accusation, and because the players are in these meetings, they're being interviewed, and all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, you're telling us that we allowed hazing and bullying to occur on our team, and you know, that's a reflection on them as well as on us, and and those things didn't happen. I've been here for a decade. They didn't happen when Coach Altimus was here, and they haven't happened with Coach uh, Kasparovich, period. End of story. Coach, how does it make you guys feel as an entire staff? I know you talked a, a little bit about it just a few minutes ago, but when you see the great support from parents, fans, uh, and then especially your current and former players. Yeah, you know, it's as you could probably tell, it's really hard for me to talk about because um, you really – you know, it's a, we're a bunch of men, a bunch of guys, and it's, it's hard. You don't tell each other you love each other all the time, all that kind of stuff. Well, you know, you sit back and you see what these people are doing, people we've never met and people we spent tons of time with, you know, have our backs. They're, they, they believe in us. Some of them believe in us having never met us, just about the culture we, you know, we, we have. And, you know, when you see players like Ben, and, you know, the guys I've coached, Ben and Phillip, um, Cole Spencer, you know, Max DeVinney, all those guys 
come out and say, no, you know, the relationships that we built there were way, way deeper than football. And they, you know, they extend to today. And no, those guys, you know, parents are saying those men helped my child become a better man. And that's, you know, that's incredible to hear. It's, it's, you know, it literally brings you to tears. So, Coach, uh, there's a report out about a meeting between the athletic director and the Pine Richland coaching staff that took place um, in late summer uh, where the athletic director revealed uh, that upper administration didn't um, didn't get along with Coach Kasparovich and wanted to see him out. Um, can you confirm anything um, about that meeting and what took place there? Yeah, so um, Mike White reported that um, – Mr. Simmons said to the entire varsity staff that, you know, a member, one member by name of senior administration hated Coach Casper and as well as the program and wanted to find a way to basically get him, get him removed. Um, you know, I, I, I will, I will go to, my grave saying that's exactly what was said. And I know the other five coaches on record will do the same. Um, you'd have to ask Mr. Simmons why he said that, why I, I don't know why anyone would say that in a professional setting, but those words were said and the administrator was named and uh, Mike reported his name in the paper. Uh, and everything in that article is dead on. So, Coach, you talked about earlier, um, you know, the, the players in support of you and coming out and, you know, having signs and, you know, a protest of sorts in favor of Coach Kasparovich and you guys. If there's been any conversations or words between you guys as a staff and the players on the team the last couple of days, what has that been like? Uh, well, I, obviously, I talked to my son uh, a lot about it. You know, he's participated in those things. You know, I try not to, you know – get him involved because I have been one of the more outspoken people in this. And, and he is a kid and he's sort of affected on the other side. Um, you know, mainly what we all hear through either the kids' parents or directly to us is that since this has happened and patient has had meetings with them, telling the kids it's for their own good, saying other, you know, and I, I don't know the right legal word to use, but let's just say dubious statements about the nature of the allegations and how damaging they would be. Um, you know, and, and as a parent, it shocks me, you know, that a, a, an administrator, the, the, the new athletic director, would say these things to 15, 16, 17-year-old kids. It's, I mean, I don't want to repeat what was said, but it's unbelievable. Coach, uh, academically, uh, at least there's a rumor out there, and, and this might be true, it might not be true, uh, of what happened uh, in the ground swelling from the administration and, and school board. I know there's been a school board member that has resigned over this, uh, and they accepted that the other day. But academically, th does the team usually have a high GPA, a bunch of guys on honor roll? I mean, this isn't the football program is more important than academics at Pine Richland in the case of this. No, in fact, it's funny you bring that up. Um, you know, academics is pretty important to me. It's been a big part of my life before I got involved in football. And 
you know, I can't quote the exact number, but off the top of my head, I believe Coach K said the team GPA is somewhere at three, 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 four, three, five. Um, you know, we have, oh, I want to say kids taking 60 to 70 honors and AP classes in the, t- in the top four grades. Um, you know, we've had kids go to Penn, go to Princeton. Ben was going to go to Penn to begin with, and, and he ended up not going there. Kids going to North Carolina. And these aren't football scholarships. These are these other kids are just going there because they're smart. So, you know, there's there's no, you know, I don't think academically football's looking for any favors. I think our kids hold their own and do better if if that gets to the meteor question. For sure. Uh, and you've had two sons go through this program and your daughter, you were telling me earlier, uh, graduated in Ben Danucci's class. So uh, the two kids going through the program and even just being an assistant coach, you know a lot of what's going on, right, with their experience through the program. Just just speak to that a little bit, if you can. Yeah, so, you know, that's – so it certainly is a double-edged sword, and I was very fortunate that my, my kids worked hard and, and I think proved themselves in that respect. But, but also, you know, I hear and I see daily what's going on. Um, you know, their friends are at my house, you know, all the time I talk to them, they, you know, I'm a friend to them. They come to me, you know, when, when they want to talk about something. So what I've seen is that over the course of the last eight years, um, you know, we've learned what winning means and Ben Danucci's group did that. And then my son, Ben and their group kind of got over that, that hump of St. Joe's prep. And then Eli and his group, you know, kind of proved you can get to the top of the mountain again. And I think the mindset of these kids is that we can do anything we set your mind to. And, and, you know, all of us are talking about football, but, you know, now you, you start to see, you know, kids graduate from college and are working for Google doing great stuff. You know, they're working at, in New York City at, at finance organizations doing great things, you know, still you know, trying to, trying to be the best they can be. Um, one, one of the things I like to say that the coaches give me a hard time about is, is the Oakland Raiders, uh, Al Davis model, just win baby. And it's, you know, I hear all the time, it's not about win and blah, blah, blah. But if you actually go and back to the old Oakland Alameda County Coliseum, one of the tunnels said just win baby. And the other tunnel, do you know what it said? It said commitment to excellence. And that's what really, you know, our kids do. They commit to being excellent. And that's, that's not, you know, I'm going to use the word culture, but that's the mindset of the program. And that's what's permeated down from class to class to class. So going back to that meeting that took place last summer, um, how different was the feeling coaching the season after, after, having heard that apparently a very prominent member of the Pine Richland School District felt that way about Coach Kasparovich. Obviously, things went well, winning a Whippeal championship, but did that kind of create, I guess, a distraction, kind of a cloud over the rest of the season after um, kind of hearing that inside so, information? So it's funny. <laughs> that, wasn't, that wasn't the first time that we felt like that was the case we've felt like that was the case for years. You know, it was just the first time that someone actually said it. 
So, you know, to say that it was a cloud, I don't, no, I'm not going to say there was a cloud. It was, in some sense, it was like, huh, well, our feelings, our gut feelings were right. Um, and, you know, we talked about it uh, on and off, you know, but with COVID going on, that was always a you know big issue we had to deal with. And then, you know, the bottom line is we're football coaches. We want to coach football. You know, I think we largely felt, you know, certain ways about this individual anyway. And it was confirmed by Mr. Simmons. So it's like, okay, open book. We know the situation. We got to deal with it. Let's go. Our, job's to, our job is to make these guys the best football players they can be and win a state championship. And if we do that, I think we've done good. And that's what we focused on. There were a couple reports, Coach, and this is the last thing I have, and I think we have for you. There were some reports that were going around, too, that, that the school board was making things harder or administration was was doing some thir- certain things to the program that's kind of you guys need to fall in line to this. W- was there any of that, or can you give us examples of, of that type of thing that was happening, or if it maybe if it wasn't happening, it wasn't, uh, but if it was, uh, what kind of things were happening and what you guys were forced to do that maybe other programs or other coaches don't have to deal with? Yeah, so um... – I guess I want to I want to phrase this as follows. Um, you know, there there's a whole nother part of this discussion that I honestly think is just getting started around you know oversight and administration. Okay, football was the lightning rod that more or less set off the fire for the for two reasons. One. Um, Football is important in Pine Richland, and we have a bunch of kids in the community that are that feel strongly about it. And two, many of us on the on the coaching staff said, "Look, we're going all in. We're willing to die on this hill. You know, we have nothing to lose. We're going to open our mouths and speak out about what we saw." So that's how this started. Now, you know, making it hard specifically on on football. Um, you know, it's almost my feeling, and I, you know, I can't speak for Eric because I, I'm not, I'm not him. I wasn't in all the meetings he got called in on. He sealed us from that. But my sense is it was, it was a kind of a death by a thousand paper cuts scenario where everything we did wrong, even like, and, and I'm going to use the term wrong as in whatever their definition of wrong is. Okay, there's there's this culture, you know. This is my opinion, and this is going to come out more over over time. But there's a, a culture of power and control, in, in, intimidation and fear. Um, there is, if you don't do what we say, we will punish you. Specific example: If fans sit on the football hill at the, behind at the stadium during the season, we will cancel your season. Uh, you know, fear, intimidation, power, control. Um, the incident that I believe came up, you know, in a little bit of a humorous section about, you know, we had a coach bring food on the bus and, and got caught eating chips on a bus after a game. Um, the, the email that I have threatens that we could be suspended or I think suspended in term or terminated, uh, for, for eating a chip, you know, socially distanced on a bus, even, you know, I get the pandemic. I get that. I get that. Um, 
And then there's things like these amorphous statements, and, and I've seen this with my own eyes. Administration says you value winning too much. And, you know, that's, that's their, that's their, again, power and control. That's, that's their statement. But, you know, we disagree with that. And I I know Eric gets passionate about defending that. No, it's not football values winning. It's, it's, we value winning in everything, not just football. Um, So, you know, there's, there's stories like that. You know, I know that there are other coaches who are also on staff that may have similar stories, but they're scared to death. Um, You know, I I alluded to this being bigger than football. When all of this exploded a few days ago, I started getting direct messages and, and texts from teachers saying things like, we teach in fear. Uh, you know, saying things like all my teacher friends are so happy someone spoke up, um, teachers defending principals at every school, including the high school, including Mrs. Bowman, who I think unfairly has got caught up in this saying things like our principals can't manage the buildings. Everything is dictated from the top. Um, so yeah, football lost our coach temporarily. But these are systematic issues of poor educational leadership that have that have fostered over a period of eight years. Um, and, you know, I don't want to one thing I, I'm not big on is judging a person by their worst day. Um, you know, I think Superintendent Miller came in and he started out really well and did some really great things for Pine Richland. Um, you know, I think, unfortunately, over time, uh, that's, you know, perhaps not been the case. Uh, I think a large part of that reason from a football perspective, and at least from a secondary education perspective and and the teachers and principals in that area, those are all under one particular person. Um, And, you know, in my opinion, that person can't, can no longer be at Pine Richland. And if that happens, um, you know, maybe other people need to, to, to maybe change around a little bit. Uh, Maybe the board has to accept responsibility. Uh, But right now, you know, in the district as a coach, you know, as a parent, as a community member, the district and their leadership has lost the mandate to lead. No one will, no one's following them. You know, they can, they can issue press releases. They can do whatever, but no one is, no one is no longer following them. So it's, it's time to move on. Coach, we appreciate you taking the time uh, to do this. It, it was really good, and I think a lot of people are going to enjoy uh, hearing what you had to say. So appreciate it. Um, we're hoping, I know from speaking from the three of us, Donnie, myself, and, and Jack, I'll work with the Trib Live High School Sports Network as well. Uh, any dealings that I've had with you guys and your program have all been exceptional. I've had no problems. Uh, and I know these two guys and, and all the guys at the trip feel the same way. And, and I'm sure I speak for a lot of the other media people that have dealt with you, too. So we're pulling for you. We're hoping that it goes back in your favor. Um, and, and we certainly stand with you as well. So appreciate you doing this with us. Uh, and best of luck with, with this situation going forward. All right. Um, you know, thank you very much. You know, I'm, I'm sorry about the emotion and maybe the rambling at times, but I feel really, really strongly about this. And, you know, I appreciate you guys given us the opportunity to be heard. 
as you should uh, be passionate about it. So no problem, no problem on our end. Appreciate it, Coach, and we'll let you get back to your day. Zetterberg installed to go for it with six and a half to go. Off the tie-up. It comes back to the point. Rapolsky, the shot. Top down and front straight. Another shot. Another shot. Doc Emmerich here. If you want to know all about sports, just stay right where you are. The Come On Network. Big thanks to Ben DiNucci and Coach Todd Yoakum, quarterbacks coach at Pine Richland, for joining us on what is uh, prominent, probably going to be a very big episode of the Come On Network podcast. If you're still with us, we appreciate it. If you've listened to this point or you're listening to us for the first time, we appreciate that as well. So we, we want to break this situation down from our end as well, give you our thoughts on it. And we want to start by giving you the two statements that were put out, one by Coach Kasparovich, I believe on Thursday morning after all this came out uh, surrounding the Pine Richland football program. I'll quote it directly. Quote, I was informed yesterday that my coaching contract will not be renewed. I am disappointed by this decision and want to unequivocally state that no bullying or hazing took place in the Pine Richland football program under my watch. I never condoned any bullying or hazing. If I became aware of any such claims, I met with the individuals and immediately put an end to it. I addressed and resolved these infrequent events over my eight-year tenure internally with the team. The players and coaches were made aware of my zero tolerance for this type of behavior. Certainly, if bullying or hazing had occurred under my watch, I would have followed proper reporting procedures as I have always done through my professional career. I want to thank all of my supporters who know the safety and well-being of students is and always will be my utmost priority. End quote. That is Eric Kasparovich on Thursday after everything came out with the news that his contract would not be renewed after eight seasons with the Pine Richland football program. And a couple of days later, the Pine Richland school district put out this statement. It said earlier today, the district held a special board meeting to accept the resignation of a board member to declare that board seat officially open and to invite eligible members of the community who live in region one to consider interviewing for a board appointment to that vacant seat. Given the attention currently placed on the varsity head football coach vacancy, Mr. Don Palmer, solicitor, shared the following comments. The district released a brief media statement on April 16th, 2021. The statement clearly explained that the district does not discuss personnel matters. It also indicated that the athletic department is advertising the position of varsity head football coach. Many comments and allegations are being shared in traditional and social media. Since it is the district's well-grounded practice to refrain from comment on personnel matters in public, it is not appropriate for the district to respond. As such, the district will also refrain from correcting false statements and allegations being circulated. It is understood that this is frustrating to some and confusing to others. With that said, our legal counsel has remained the same in this case and others over the years. The district should not discuss personnel matters in public. The district has posted the supplemental contract position for varsity head football coach. The district will be accepting internal and external applications. Supplemental contracts are designated for one school year without expectation for renewal. 
Following its regular process for coaching positions, assistant coach positions are also opened when a varsity head coach position is advertised. This allows the new varsity head coach to interview and or recommend new staff members and also consider prior assistant coaches if appropriate. That is the end of the Pine Richland School District's statement. So, again, they've been backing down. And if you're listening to us, you probably already know most of the situation of what's been happening over the course of the last few days since Wednesday when Eric Kasparovich and the news of his contract not being renewed was put out. Uh, to me, and we'll I'll let you guys talk on it first as well, to me, no comment is not good enough in this situation for the Pine Richland School District. They brought the football kids into a meeting on Thursday and said, this is best for you. I don't get that either. Uh, This is really a shady situation to me. This isn't the first time we've seen it in this district. It's not the first time we've seen it in this state. It won't be the last time we've seen this type of situation in the state. And I think there's a magnifying glass on the situation because of the success that the Pine Richmond football program has had. And I don't mean this to knock any other situation like this, but if a team in eight seasons won 10 games and the coach was let go, I don't think there would be as big of a deal being made out of it as there is with this Pine Richland deal. This team is a four-time WPIL champion, a two-time state champion, and won 85 games in 103 tries in eight seasons with Eric Kasparovich. Bottom line for me, and I'll let you guys go right after this, is the, the football program at Pine Richland has put this school back on the map, has put the school district in the limelight, and as a result, apparently personal matters are getting in the way of allowing what is best for the student athletes at Pine Richland and what is best for this district and this area as a whole as a high school football area. Uh, that is not being accepted and that is not being carried out to the degree that it should be, guys. Pathetic, embarrassing, pathetic, embarrassing, pathetic, embarrassing. I, I, I could just go on all day if I want to because that, that's how I feel about the, the situation. A terrific football program gets spun out because of jealousy. What else? It, it's shameful. They can use whatever reason, whatever BS reason they want say education isn't important how many players have gotten full ride scholarships or just the the opportunity to go to college in general because of eric kasparovich and his whole coaching staff hazing let's see some real examples of hazing okay a kid getting whipped with a towel after a shower happens in every single high school football locker room in america uh having to carry somebody's pads isn't hazing uh, after practice, what a shame it would be to, to have a great football program. You know, I, I would hate to have a, the most popular sport in America and the most popular sport in this area be so great if I was a higher up at a school or a school board member. I mean, I mean, no disrespect to the coaches that I played for in high school, but kids would dream to play for a coach like Eric Kasparovich and the other members of his staff and schools should dream to have a program like pine richland yeah and i don't know when things like this are really going to stop uh to tell you the truth it happened to jim render at upper st Clair. it happened to jack mccurry at north hills in basketball it happened to tim mcconnell at Churchers valley three of those guys are absolute 
royalty in WPIAL coaching athletics. All three of those guys ended up getting their jobs back, and hopefully Eric Kasparovich ends up getting his job back. But nonetheless, the fact is that things that have nothing to do with winning, losing, or making the lives of their players better lead to the most successful of high school coaches losing their jobs. And that's in Pennsylvania, and that's in every... That's in every state in the United States of America. Some of those coaches don't end up coming back. Terry Smith from Gateway, for example. Um, as far as this particular instance goes at Pine Richland, I'm no historian of high school football coach firings, but this looks like it might be an all-timer as far as the absurdity of what has led to the removal of Eric Kasparovich. Fortunately, I'm confident personally that Coach Kasparovich and his staff will be Back at Pine Richland, I have somewhat of a concern that this proposed unwritten agreement in which no coach in PA would apply for the open position that Coach Kasparovich has already applied for, um, thus greatly increasing the chances of him being um, hired back. But all it takes is one coach out of um, the hundreds that are in PA to decide, um, hey, I feel bad for this guy, but I, I want to make more money, so I'm going to apply. All it takes is one guy to apply, and they'll decide, well, that's enough. We're going to hire him. So I have my doubts about that, but I'm confident that justice is going to prevail and that Coach Kasparovich and his coaching staff will be back next season. But time's going to tell uh, what ends up happening um, with that as this story is far from over. But I don't know. What do you think is going to happen next? Just to throw a name out there, what if something like this happens to Bill Chirpak at Thomas Jefferson or Mark Lyons at Central Valley? Um, what's next as far as a coach being unjustly removed? Um, it's scary. And I don't think the most people feel the way that we do about the situation, but unfortunately I don't think this is going to stop occurrences like what's happening at Pine Richland from happening in the future. That's going to be a part of high school athletics that has been forever and that's going to stay a part of high school athletics. But what I hope ends up coming out of all of this is that, is that it doesn't take an uber successful high school coach being done wrong for someone of a public outcry. As Kyle mentioned, if, Coach Kasparovich was an assistant, a consistent, excuse me, seven, eight, nine, one head coach, um, as opposed to a guy that went 82 and 18. I don't think the outcry and the news story would be as big a deal, but maybe this will open some eyes as to what kind of can happen in high school athletics and that maybe if something wrong happens to a coach that's good but not great in the future, then people pay more attention to it. But Nonetheless, I mean, I feel the way everybody else does. Uh, this is absolute nonsense. It's insanity. And I just hope we see Coach Kasparovich back on that sideline next season. Joe, to answer your hypothetical uh, about Bill Chirpak and Mark Lyons, I think guys like that have kind of lucked out. And, and I think, you know, all, all the uh, – everybody, it doesn't matter what sport you coach, you answer to the superintendent, upper management, school board, what have you. And I think – uh, and, you know, I, I live in Baldwin family has close ties with Thomas Jefferson. My mom went there. I still have cousins there, a cousin that plays in the football program right now. And the vibe that seems to be is that, you know, the school board and the upper administration of Thomas Jefferson, it might be this way at, at Central Valley too, are okay with the spotlight that their head football coaches are in. And they're okay. Imagine this. They're okay with a program succeeding, you know, 
a heck of a lot more than, you know, the other programs and it being in the limelight. Imagine that. Imagine a good publicity and good success for a program in your school district. Um, and again, you know, I, I dealt with a similar situation on a personal scale. Um, like I said, I went to Baldwin and the athletic director there, who's now in uh, management with the WPIAL, Vince Sortino, who I thought was wrongfully let go from his position uh, back in 2018, I believe it was. And, you know, it's one of those things where school boards and I, I understand, you know, why they're there, but sometimes like the decisions that, that some of these school boards make, and we're talking about one right now, are completely asinine and they seem to come with no real justification why just like this one they're coming out and saying that it's better for these kids for it's trust me it's for your best eric kasparovich the 80 plus wins in the wpia on state championships that guy has won those kids that have grown up through that program and he's what eight years in now so the kids that are there now were buying into this coming up uh, as freshmen in high school and knew what they were getting themselves into with Eric Kasparovich. That's why they're playing. That's why they're there. So upper administration in the school board owes those kids. All right, we fired them. Here's reason number one. Why here's reason number two. Why here's reason number three. Why they owe those kids and they owe that community that, and they haven't come out with any real solid evidence as to why they let him go. And I don't know that they will. And again, back to the situation uh, with Vince Sortino at Baldwin, I watched the school board meeting live streamed on YouTube. When you go up and you speak at a school board meeting, you provide your name and your address of residence, and you're not apparently allowed to speak at a school board meeting unless you're a member, a, a living member of the school district. Vince Sortino goes up to plea for his job and the school board president at the time says, uh, Mr. Sortino, you're not a resident of Baldwin Whitehall. You can't speak. And he responds with the high school's address and said, I've spent double the amount of time in this building that I have at my own house. You're going to let me speak. That's just the kind of thing that these school boards everywhere do. And we're seeing it here with Pine Richland. No real justification as to why Coach Kasparovich was let go. And it's a crying shame embarrassing, pathetic, embarrassing, pathetic. Donnie, you hit the nail on the head. You could have said that for 40 minutes and it would have been acceptable. This is not okay by any means. Now, if the school board comes out, if upper administration comes out with evidence, okay, that's fair. But from the sound of the community, the sound from Ben DiNucci and Todd Yoakum from what you just heard and people all across Western Pennsylvania, the WPIL, what have you that have talked there you'd think that something would have come out by now, but it hasn't. And you just got to hope at this point that the WPIA or rather Pine Richland, I apologize, recognizes that. And that Eric Kasparovich is back on the sidelines next fall, because like you said, Joe, it's happened to uh, several other coaches, uh, prominent coaches around the WPIA and they've ended up back in their spot too. So hopefully that this, that happens for coach Kasparovich and his staff. And if it doesn't, I mean, you're talking about literally killing a football program and it will, it'll probably never be the same ever again. If he's not back a couple of things uh, first and foremost, and I don't want to get political, but this is why your local elections matter. Uh, this is why when you're above the age of 18 and you have the ability to vote, if you're still living at home, voting people who get it and voting people that will do right by the student body is important to put those people on the school board. 
Uh, we've got a buddy, Mitch Montani. This is completely irrelevant to the situation, but we've got a buddy in Mitch that is running for school board at Chartiers Valley. Uh, and people, younger people, people who are for the students, people who aren't uh, politically driven, power hungry parents in situations that want to see Johnny play more on their athletic team, like we've seen in so many situations are important to get on that board. Uh, superintendents, and I know superintendents and assistant superintendents like Brian Miller and Michael Pasconelli at Pine Richland, they're not that way everywhere. Uh, school boards aren't this way everywhere, but this is why getting out there and voting the right people onto your school board and local elections matter very much. People say your, your vote doesn't matter at the big stage. Your vote absolutely matters from a local perspective. So that's, that's number one. Uh, number two, who the hell are the school board members? Who the hell are the administration members? Who the hell are assistant principals and principals at Pine Richland to walk into a room full of Pine Richland football players? And this could go for any school in the entire planet. Who the hell are they to go in and tell a 16, a 15, a 14, 17, 18-year-old kid what's best for them? You're not their parent. You're not them. It's not your life. What the hell do you have against them or trying to, to convey to them that this is what is best for you, your career as an athlete, your time as a student here. And at Kyle, Pine. not to interrupt you, but the worst part about that is, is whoever that is, maybe it's on the school board or upper administration, what have you, they will not, they'll walk into that room and they'll, they'll say that to that kid without knowing their names and maybe seeing them 10 years down the road and they wouldn't even recognize them. They don't know them a hundred percent on a personal level. It's horrible. And that's exactly the point. So who the hell are they to tell those high school kids what is best for them? What is best for their life? You're not the parent. You don't get to tell them what's best for them. That's not your place. Uh, that is number two for me. I just find that and maybe this is the assistant principal, whoever it was that led that meeting, just being thrown under the bus a little bit in a tough spot. And most of the assistant principals and principals in a school would, would know most of the kids, even at a bigger school, because they deal with them on a daily basis or guidance counselors do. Um, number three, regarding the whole situation, I was I was utterly shocked on Wednesday. I was on air. For the Triple Life High School Sports Network, we were at PIHL hockey semifinals. We were doing a class Class A game, nowhere near the level of Pine Richland. No Pine Richland's uh, hockey program had played a couple nights before, and I knew it wasn't relevant to the broadcast, but we fit it in anyway uh, because that's the kind of news in in this area that I think, and we saw it on social media and in real media, traditional media ran wild. I was shocked at this, not only because in every dealing that I've had going back to my days at, at Plum High School with the Pine Richland coaching staff and through my work with the then MSA Sports Network and the Trib Live High School Sports Network. And I know because we've seen them a bunch at WPIL championship games and people that I've talked to, colleagues at the Trib, colleagues at MSA, all never had a single issue with this football program. And we don't have issues with many football programs. There are coaches, though, and coaching staffs that when you go down, they are more than happy to highlight their players. They are more than happy to highlight their program, the successes off the field especially. This was one of those staffs. This is not a case to me from what I've read, what I've heard, and what Coach Yoakum just said 
of athletics being more important to these people than academics. If the problem for Michael Pasconelli, and I've got no qualms in saying his name, I don't live in the Pine Richland School District. I'm not trying to get my job back there. And for Brian Miller and the school board there, if the issue is that academics and Eric Kasparovich had a higher personality or a higher regard in this area than they did, you should look at the University of Alabama. Tell me who the chancellor or the president is at Alabama. I bet you nobody can do that, but I bet you they can tell you who the football coach at Alabama is. That guy has a higher profile than the chancellor or the president at Alabama, same way at Pine Richland, and you will not find a single place in this area, I don't think at least the successful programs that people know the superintendents or the assistant superintendent's name before they know the football coach. That's just sports. That's just how it is in our society. And if you can't deal with that, if jealousy is going to drive you to uh, what you say is do what's best for the kid and the students in your school, you're just incorrect. That's what you are. There's, there's no other way to put it. Uh, this administration doing this is a joke. I said it to Coach Yoakum, I'll say it right now. I hope sincerely that this goes the right way for Eric Kasparovich. And maybe that sets a tone. If this is to happen and the amount of backlash that Pine Richland School Board and administration is getting from this, maybe it sets a tone to maybe it doesn't happen as much going forward. But the problem is we know it's going to happen still because at some point school board member son, daughter isn't going to get enough playing time and a coach is going to be let go because of it, which is a ridiculous way to think that this society has gotten to that. Um, if you're not good enough, I think Mark Madden said this, if you're not good enough, you're not good enough to play. And that's the bottom line for me. And there we know if you've listened to us before, you know that I rarely agree with Colin Dunlap at 93.7 The Fan. Everything he said on Thursday hit the nail on the head after this situation come out. Uh, or came out on Wednesday. So for me, and we can discuss anything further with this situation, but it doesn't stop it from happening anywhere else. But I also think that this is really important for Pine Richland to get this right, because in this situation, it needs to be gotten right. And Eric Kasparovich and his staff need to be back on that sideline uh, come for summer workouts or whatever have you in the next couple of weeks. Well, one of the other points I want to make is who would want to coach at that school now who would want to deal with those people now and I, I understand I think it's uh one of the the coolest things uh that all of the coaches in the area are pretty much backing uh coach Kasparovich and his staff 100 and not applying for the job in the hopes that Eric Kasparovich is the lone applicant uh for the job opening the only thing I could see uh, stirring that pot is if a coach from outside of the state uh, applies and doesn't really understand what's going on. But I don't know who would want to deal with something like this. And, you know, and I, I, I think I was, I was talking to Jack the other day. I mean, we've been talking about this since it happened. And I know uh, somebody had the belief, oh, well, they'll just pluck Sherpak uh, out of TJ that would not solve anything because they don't want any sort of high pro profile coach clearly that would have football held in such a high standard. They would want some yes, man, some pushover 
who will go in there, do all right just because the kids are talented, but they will never see the level of success that they had with Coach Kasparovich if something like that happens. And the sad thing about that, Don, is is the vibe that I've gotten and I think that the rest of us have gotten about this situation is that you hope that it, it comes to a point where Eric Kasparovich is the lone applicant for the job. But, you know, if everything about administration not liking Coach Kasparovich and their staff, the amount of ten- of attention that they've gotten, it, there could be two applicants. It could be Eric Kasparovich and maybe even some guy without a lick of high school football coaching experience, like a, a youth football coach from even like the middle of the state or it's a junior high coach from Maryland, Ohio, whatever. There could be two guys. It could be Kasparovich and some guy. And I really doubt that Kasparovich wins that battle in that situation because they select a candidate and then the school board votes on it. You got to hope that in some cases, and, and you know, obviously we we're not school board members in the Pine Ridge from school district, but they, they get the final say and they get the final vote. And I think that potentially if somebody else applies for that job, it could co- come down to that despite the accomplishments and, and Kasparovich's resume speaks for itself. He's, I you definitely think you should put him on the short list for football coaches across not even the WPIAL, but maybe even the state. Um, it won't matter at that point, which is pathetic and sad, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if it gets to that point either. Just think about the fact that more than 20 years ago, Jim Render and Danny Holzer were both on the verge of being fired at the same time at Upper St. Clair. Coach Render is in the argument for greatest coach ever in the state of Pennsylvania, at least in our region of Pennsylvania. And Coach Holzer, probably not at that level, but uh, Kyle and I think Donnie, you've, uh, maybe all three of you have dealt with him while working for the trip, but he's, um, from what I hear, he's as nice of a guy as they come and obviously a very good basketball coach. Uh, so, yeah, and that was 20 years ago, and we hear so much about how, like, oh, uh, things were so much better in the early 2000s. Uh, this would never... You know, this isn't a case of like, this isn't like a sign of the times, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like, this is one thing, and a lot has changed over the past 20, 30 years, but one thing that doesn't change is politicking in high school athletics. And it's, as I said before, as we all kind of concede, it's going to stay forever. And I think, I guess the solution we have is to pay closer attention um, to these cases because... These cases are going to happen. It's not always going to be a guy as high profile and as newsworthy, newsworthy, excuse me, as Eric Kasparovich. So, um, yeah, it's just something that I think we're all, we've all known that this is an issue, but we're all thinking about it in higher regard um, this past week. And I hope it's something we pay closer mind to um, in the future because it's not right. And it just, it won't change, but it has, something just has to, I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of at a loss for words because it's hard to say that like things have to change with high school athletics because we know they're not going to. And that's so because of that, I don't really know like what the solution would be like foolproof. I I think my only other point on this, and, and I've thought about this for years now, this isn't the situation that brought it to light for me. Who the hell wants to be a high school coach these days in any level? Uh, I know people have retired. Uh, Joe named a couple cases. Mike's Meanix, another one that we may not have mentioned. Um, 
who these guys retire, these guys leave positions because can't deal with the parents, uh, too much politicking from the school board, administration doesn't like things, uh, athletic departments don't like things, what have you. And, and there are so many things. It's the same way with officials too, what they deal with. So many things that that a high school coach has to deal with at this juncture, or even a youth coach has to deal with right now in these times, that almost makes me wonder if it's even worth it. If if I want to be a high school coach, is it even worth me going into that line of work knowing what I'm going to have to deal with and seeing these horror stories of what is happening with guys that go into this and have a ton of success? That's the only other uh, thought that I had. I know uh, we've had buddies and people reach out that feel the same way. Uh, and, and dealing with these administrations is not something that is very easy to do. So this situation, I think, has been blown up uh, for good reason. Uh, we'll see if it ends up uh, being corrected by the Pine Richland School Board and the administration there. And Eric Kasparovich is back on the sideline. I think that would be a massive W for everybody that has been involved if that does happen. And of course, including Eric Kasparovich and Coach Yoakum and, and all the guys that are that are on that staff and I just hope that nothing does come out that something happened. I, like I like Jack said, I think Donnie said as well, I don't think the school board will ever tell us, uh, which means that it probably didn't happen. Uh, but if it did, obviously the, the, the story changes a little bit. I just don't believe with this case that, that anything did happen. And I could be wrong. Uh, hopefully nothing did happen. But everything that we've heard, everything that we've Red says that nothing happened and this was a case of power-hungry school board administration members uh, ousting a coach because their profile was bigger than the school districts uh, and probably wasn't even bigger than the school districts. It's still a really good school district. It's still an acclaimed school district. It's not just the football program that you think about uh, when you think about Pine Richland in this area. Another thank you to former Pine Richland Rams successful and championship winning quarterback Ben DiNucci, Pine Richland quarterback coach under Eric Kasparovich, Todd Yoakum, as well as all of you for listening to episode 63 of the Come On Network podcast. That will do it for us, but before we go, a reminder to hit the subscribe button and to rate our podcast or leave a review. Tell everyone that will listen that they can find us on various podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Anchor, and more. Follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Come On Network, C-O-M-O-N-N-E-T-W-O-R-K. Finally, we're on the web at comeon.network with our blog, hot takes, the podcast episodes, and our merch store that is at comeon.network backslash store. Today's episode of the Come On Network podcast is and was presented by the United States Air Force Reserve. Part-time jobs with full-time benefits are available at the Pittsburgh IAP Air Reserve Station. Go to afreserve.com backslash podcast. That's afreserve.com backslash P-I-T-T-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T to find out more. Until next time, stay safe. Go Penguins! Let's go Bucks and come on. You're still here? It's over. Go home.